Hi everybody, I'm Rick Todd. And I'm Jeremy Williams, and you're listening to Wine. Why not? A queer podcast. Episode 41? Is it? Is it 42? 42. Uh, 42. Oh, another typo in the script. <laughs> please. Please, can I be? <laughs> please? Um, yeah, episode 42. Yeah. We're, uh, we're fastly approaching the one year mark, which will be... Well, it's in 10, 10 weeks. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're weekly. 52 weeks in a year. Oh my gosh. Could I, have I told this story before? You know, I used to work at the um, the Plaza. You know where the, the Plaza Live is now? It used yeah. to be a second run movie theater, and I worked there in high school. Is it still the Plaza Live? Because it's, it's shut down right now. I think yeah. they're just doing renovations. Yeah, they're doing renovations. So I used to work there with a second run movie theater, and um, Thanksgiving was approaching, and my mom's like, Are you going to be here for Thanksgiving? And, you know, I hope she's not listening to this episode. I used to work at SeaWorld and this place at the same mm-hmm. time, and I used to ask to work the early shift at SeaWorld on holidays and then work later at the, at the movie theater because I really just wanted to be out all day. Um, now I've completely changed All since holidays then. or one specific holiday? Uh, any, like, oh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, yeah. Easter, Kwanzaa. Yeah, pretty Monica. much. So, um, so the holidays were approaching, so I did ask. I said, you know, are we open on Thanksgiving? And my mom's asking if I'm going to be home. And he says, straight face, looks at me and he goes, Rick, we are open 340 days a year. (laughs) And I said, so does that mean we're open on Thanksgiving? (laughs) He was like, he goes, well, yeah, we're open every day. I was like, it's a little more. (laughs) A few more days. It's okay, though. I mean, I was in school at the time. You know, if I wasn't, I'd forget. In fact, I didn't say how many days there were in case I said the wrong day. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. It happens. 380, right? No, I'm just kidding. Sure. <laughs> There's 928 days in a year. Feels like it. If you're on Mars. So I have to admit, we're, we're getting started a little late because um, I'm eating so much Halloween candy right now. And yes. Jeremy won't let me we, eat it while we're, while we're recording. We had uh, several pre-Halloween episodes, and this is our post-Halloween episode, where periodically throughout the podcast... You will hear Rick chomping away on some uh, milk duds. You know, that's, maybe a Hershey bar. I haven't eaten a lot of holiday or a lot of Halloween candy, but in this bucket that's sitting on the table, there's all these milk duds, and I'm a sucker for milk duds. Like I go to a movie theater and I get a large, uh, a large popcorn and a box of milk duds, and interesting. You know, by the end of the credits of the uh, beginning credits, they're if all gone. I had all of the candies in front of me and I had to rank them, no joke, milk duds would be near the bottom of the list. Oh, that's okay. And you're fired. <laughs> now, uh, my favorite is Reasons. Have you ever had those? Reasons? Yeah. Is that the generic version of Reasons? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say Raisins. Like, like you're, I'm so poor. I can't afford Raisins. I get Reasons. They make what, you think. What is a reason? Um, It's an excuse. No, it's a... It's it's like caramel covered in chocolate, but it's like dark chocolate. Hmm. They're like um, I don't know. They're rich people milk duds. Oh, then I definitely would not like them because I don't like milk duds and I don't like the rich. I, I, but what, how do you? Isn't a sugar daddy the same thing as a or sugar? Sorry, no, it's not. Isn't a sugar baby the same thing as a milk dud? Um, yes, and I will say this by saying I don't like those candy. I am also fat, and all that the only candy that was in front of me at the time were sugar babies. So I said. Okay. <laughs> because, well, I, they would not be my first choice. Candy is always a choice. 
Yeah, yeah, I want to agree with that. Yeah. So, um... I bought two, you know, we did that, we talked about it last week, we did Halloween on Central. Yes. And I had, I bought all these, like, huge bags of, little bags of Sour Patch Kids, and I was like, give those away last. If there's any extras, <laughs> I want them. I have two humongous Sam-sized bags of Sour Patch Kids. Ooh. I'm like, I'm never going to eat all that. I do like a good Sour Patch Kid. I mean, I'm going to go to the movie. I'm going to pour them all in like a Ziploc bag so it's just a big thing and go to the movies. Get a pair of those uh, old MC Hammer pants <laughs> and just pour them down in there. Fill those pants out. I like, what I need is a Felicia robe. And y'all may not know what this is because y'all don't watch Big Brother. I don't. But there is, um, well, spoiler alert, there is a former member of the house, Felicia, who who just got voted out. But she came, she wore this robe that had, like, oversized pockets in it. And she'd just be hanging out with people. And then, like, oh, what's this? She pulled out a chicken wing from her robe and then was like, oh, sorry, eat oh, it. My. And then she pulled out, like, a like a cooked, wrapped in foil baked potato. <laughs> All right. I mean, girls gotta eat, right? Yeah, whenever, whenever you need to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, this is a point where I like to remind everybody that we have an email address. We do. And I promise, one of these days I will check it. I'm sure that it's loaded with messages it must from all be. of our fans. It must be. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it's wwn at watermarkonline.com. That's for wine, why not? And uh, also check out our social media. We're on Instagram. We are and all over the Facebook. socials. Yes. Lots of posts. I learned how to schedule them. So, <clears throat> and wait until we get that video camera. Ooh. We're gonna be TikToking all over the place. You wait till we learn how to turn that on. There's gonna be so many videos. We're gonna TikTok so hard. <laughs> We're gonna TikTok so hard. <laughs> did um, you say TikTok? Is that a thing? No, did I? I think you did. TikTok is not a thing. Um, that I'm aware. <laughs> uh, but it can be now. Trademarked. Don't you dare use it. <laughs> uh, unless you pay us. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So uh, check us out on the socials. Send us an email. Um, we're drinking a fancy wine today. Ooh. Um, in oh, honor. And we'll by get, we, you mean. By we, we, You we. mean you and everybody listening at home. Not um, that would defeat the purpose. Yes. Uh, but uh, in honor of uh, one of the things we're talking about today. Go ahead. <clears throat> I apologize oh, now. I'm going to eat milk right now. Um, but uh, later on in the show, we're going to be talking about the brand new uh, Britney Spears memoir that was released. You and I both read it. Um, and in honor of that, we were uh, shopping around at a uh, undescribed, uh, unnamed uh, grocery store. And uh, oh, yeah. there is a bottle of wine. The grocery store that shall not be named. Yes. <laughs> we shopped at Baltimore. Um, <laughs> and uh, there was a bottle with a uh, butterfly on it. And uh, Britney Spears, a lot of her, um, uh, what is it called, iconography? Is that the word? Oh, they're going to say tattoos. <laughs> she might actually have a butterfly <laughs> tattoo. Um, but um, one of her albums has butterflies all over it, the Britney album. Um, and uh, so in honor of Britney Spears and her new memoir, The Woman in Me, um, which if you don't remember the title, if you read the book or listen to the audiobook, she says the title about 600 times in the less than 300 page book so Should we just you... jump into her right now no no um but uh so we're, we're drinking uh replica it's a cabernet sauvignon um it says cabernet sauvignon just right so which is kind of what she would do when she would lip sync all of her songs in her concerts just right just right it's a replica replica 
Indeed. So uh, it is uh, 1920. That's no shame on her. No, no. I'm just going to say, most when you people... dance around like that, you, you lip sync all you want. Yeah, most people who have very active concerts like that, they lip sync. Um, or they'll have a backing track. They might sing live, but they'll have a backing track in case they get too huffy huffy. Right, and, and do something if you... Whatever. If you've ever, what's that Simpson girl that did SNL? Ashley Simpson. Ooh, she started a hoedown. They played the wrong song, and she was like, "All right, break it down. My career is over. I'm gonna do a hoedown on Saturday Night Live." Your jaws dropped. You should check out that video. It's so cringy. It's very. Oh, as I say, cringe. As oh, they that say, reminded cringe. me what I was gonna say. I was gonna. Oh, oh I just wanted to say. Um, so grab a bottle. Um, it does have here a clean label. No, a clean label purity award. So. Britney Spears does have a butterfly tattoo. She does have a butterfly tattoo. So in honor of her butterfly and tattoo. And she has a purity label. <clears throat> she did. She, she sure did. And right, I mean, part of the, she part goes of the into downfall. a lot of it in the book. I can't um, wait to talk yeah. about that. Yes. But we have to. You must wait. You have to wait. There's only 14 commercials and 30 stories about my week to go through. Oh, jeez. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started. Speaking of which, how was your week? Uh, my week was good. Yeah? I'm like, oh, my week was good. That's if, <laughs> that's if Jen was talking to me and her voice went up like that. I would be like, oh, what's up, real good? We all got it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I got notes here somewhere about it. You know, I just want to give a shout out to somebody. Mm-hmm. We don't really do endorsements. This is an endorsement. I just want to say I appreciate this company. You know, I bought that electric car. Last weekend, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. And I bought it, like, I did some research beforehand, which I never researched kind of cars. I just go to the lot and, like, what do I like? But I researched because I thought I wanted an electric car. And the research said, don't buy an electric car until you get an outlet installed at your house for it. Because you want to be able to charge at home because it would be a huge pain to try mm-hmm. to charge it elsewhere. So I read that and I said, meh, how hard could it be? So I bought it. And it, I mean, it's not, it's not tragically difficult because, you know, I'm not traveling yet. Ooh, I do have to go to Fort Lauderdale after Thanksgiving and I'm really nervous about tracking, like making sure I got juice for my car. But anyway, um, I called and within 24 hours, um, these people came out and set it up. So that was CDW Electrical Services, which used to advertise in Watermark, full disclosure. And they're part of the Pride Chamber, part of the Red Group. And um, they're just wonderful. The guy who came out was great. Um, and we even took a few minutes to enjoy. I was sitting there waiting for them to get it finished when I went home for lunch. And he had somebody else come in to help him clean up. And I was watching like some Halloween baking competition, like some cookie baking competition. And it was so insane. We all just sat there and watched the last 10 minutes of it. We bonded. Nice. It was they, cool. Were they paid hourly? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, but the company was paid handsomely. <laughs> It's not cheap. You know, I'm going to say this too. This is not a shout out. When you buy the car, right? So I bought a Hyundai Kona. And if you bought the car before Halloween, the 31st, is that what it is? 31st? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then you get, you get a credit towards getting um, one installed. And now I live in St. Pete and I live in Orlando. So I was like, I'll just use this credit to get the one installed at the house in St. Pete. And I used this company, um, CDW, to get it done here in Orlando. So I got the email finally to talk about how you get the credit. So I, I log on to it and I'm like, oh, cool, $1,100. And it's really like $600 for the charger and then $600 towards labor. And I'm like, cool, because that's about what I paid to have this thing put in. So I'm excited that it's going to be free-ish. So I put all the information in and at the end of it, do you know what the quote was? 
because you have to use this one, and it's a Hyundai branded charger yeah. that they put in there. It was between twenty nine hundred and thirty eight hundred dollars was the quote. I was like, I could, I could probably get these people to drive out to St. Pete and put it in for cheaper than that. How much did you pay for the one here? It was like fourteen hundred. Wow. So it's definitely so even with the discount, you're still paying more. Right. Wow. So I don't, I don't think I'll be using all that. for that. Uh, all for that. Uh, sought after hyundai logo <laughs> i mean you're really paying for the the cred there well i mean when they come out with the hyundai shoes and the hyundai handbag i'll definitely get it all indeed indeed you remember that friends episode where joey had a porsche uh he called it a porsche yes. which i refuse to call it um and uh he was pretending one of his neighbors so uh was ellen has a porsche so they took it and they drove away so he put a bunch of boxes and put a um uh, car cover over it. And then he just got decked out in the Porsche gear. All you gotta do is, I bet Honda has a bunch of uh, Honda gear. Just buy it all. Honda bag, Honda jacket, <laughs> Honda Honda hat. I wonder if they have like a, a Hyundai like Ray-Ban. Mm, now you're merging brand names. That's, <laughs> that's how you end the world. Mm. So that's it. But yeah. that's nice. At least you got that all hooked up. This is how exciting my week was. I did that. And I made a pumpkin roll. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I just want to point out, I'm bringing this up because... Do you know how the, you make a pumpkin roll? I, I do. I just made you one. You push it down the hill. <laughs> how are you going to tell that joke and laugh at it? And then you said something about Porsche. And I said, I think Ellen has a Porsche. And you didn't even react to that. I didn't hear that. Is that that's, that's a good joke. I thought For so, For those too. who know, she's married to a lady named Porsche. They still are, right? Yeah. All right. I just want to make sure that her meanness didn't destroy that relationship. I'm Lesb- just, kidding. I'm Les- just kidding. Lesbians don't get divorced. Gay men get divorced. <laughs> um, Lesbians up for life. Yeah. After, aside from that, is a thing that we did together. So mm. why don't you take a? What did you do outside well, I mean, of that thing? Outside we did of that, uh, Halloween was last week, and um, I recently moved into the house with, within the last six months. So I wasn't sure how Halloween was going to be. So. Um, I would rather have too much candy than not enough candy. So I stocked up on some candy, and I was telling Caitlin earlier um, that I went with good candy just in case we didn't get a lot of trick-or-treaters because I'm going to have to finish that off. So I went strictly with Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the pumpkins and the Frankenstein. Big ones, right? Uh, not full size, but not the not the small individual little round ones that are in the bucket in front of us. I mean, us, that's just the, insulting. Yeah, the full-size cups. But I mean, even sure. more so, the pumpkins, which are packed full of peanut butter. It reminds me of like uh, Zoolander every time I see something like that. I'm like, what is this? Reese's for ants? It should be at least three <laughs> times this size. Um, so I uh, got ready, had the porch light on. Um, as I pulled up uh, from work, because it was on a Tuesday, obviously, just like everyone else. And uh, there was one uh, mother who was walking with her son dressed as a firefighter. He looked like he was maybe four or five <clears throat> on the opposite side of our street. So I was like, oh, great. First trick-or-treater. It's like about 5.30 by the time I get home. So I go inside and I put the, the the candy in the bag or the bucket and I'm waiting at the door and nothing, they don't knock or ring or anything. So I was like, oh, maybe they just bypassed our house. That's sad. So I sat there. Um, I watched uh, some old uh, Universal horror movies. I watched Bride of Frankenstein. I watched The Raven. Night ticked along. I ate and ate and ate Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. <laughs> Not a single trick-or-treater showed up. Now your house. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like mid-dud <laughs> here. Um... I'm sure this is so fun for people to listen to. I hope the crackling <laughs> of my lips aren't like, 
people who are triggered by ASMR are going nuts right now. Um, your house. I don't think I've been there at night, but is it well lit to get back to your door? Yeah, yeah. It's a very it's bright of, light, and we've got a street light right because we're a corner house. Yeah. We're right there on the corner. Look at the tree, and they go, it might look kind of scary to yeah. kids. Maybe they're like, well, I went outside a couple of times. There were no trick or treaters roaming the neighborhood. Mm. Um, we are we're I'm in a subdivision, but it's kind of a subdivision over near UCF, kind of removed from other neighborhoods. So it's not like we're a bunch of neighborhoods like where people will go trick or treating. Also. I don't know if kids go trick-or-treating as much as they used to because a lot of people here said they got no trick-or-treaters one of our um one of our employees the reason we're eating candy from a bucket today is because he had a bunch of candy left over we have a bunch of candy left over too we did get we got we got uber eats food delivered and our driver when he delivered the food took like because um, <laughs> he's a trick-or-treat see we have dogs i'm dressed right? as an and, uber driver and, and because we have dogs we just put the bowl of candy out yeah and we're like you know take some candy because we don't want them ringing the doorbell the uber driver felt like a fistful of candy and put it because we, we have the ring doorbell so we just yeah. watch and every time that it would go off we would look and see and like there were a couple of kids that come up pick up two pieces and then leave which i thought was really cool because they weren't taking fistfuls of it but we did notice that our neighbor came over and grabbed two pieces and then like two minutes later came over and grabbed two more pieces like he would only take two at a time but he was a frequent flyer interesting did you see that video going around of those three moms with their kids who they have this one house has a ring doorbell has a bucket of candy out and it's full-size candy bars and it has a sign on that says please take one these three mothers come running up and they've got their kids and they're got they're yelling at the kids open your bags and they're just taking handfuls they empty the entire bowl into their kids bags had took handfuls and they all ran off like 10 minutes later one of the neighbors came over with a bag of candy and filled it back up um, so that kids who were trick-or-treating could still get candy. But these ladies, they're like, ha get all the candy. I hope their faces were clear. They, oh, they were very clear. There's a, that, that is, that was, it was a fancy house. They were giving away full-size candy bars, so you know they got money. And their cameras were like 4K high <laughs> definition. You could make out the pores in these ladies' faces, which, Bjork strips, man. Or maybe eat less chocolate. Or eat less chocolate. <laughs> um, but uh, I was watching TikTok, and there's these um, uh, some lawyers that have TikToks, and they'll be like, they'll look at TikTok trending videos, and they'll say, "That's a crime. That's not a crime." Um, because um, they stole the candy, there's a sign that says, "Take one." She can be brought up on charges for petty larceny, but more so because she encouraged her kids to steal. She can be brought up on felony charges for encouraging her children to commit a crime. Take her children away. So, but yeah, they can take her children away for that. Listen, it's happened before. We're going to talk about it later for less, yeah, for 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 lower reasons or lesser reasons. Or I whatever. mean, if you're going to make an example of someone, make an example of those three because they were they were just hot, like vultures. Oh, there were three book. of them. Yeah, three mothers with their kids. Well, just out of curiosity, was one of them wearing green, and then the other one's face went like this. No, oh. they were not the Hocus Pocus witches. <laughs> it wasn't the Sanderson sisters. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that, uh, uh, so yeah, Halloween was just kind of a bust for the kids because I ate all the candy, so that was good. Um, but uh, so yeah, so that was nice. I uh, think that people take their kids. I think what happens is that people drive to wealthy neighborhoods. Yeah. There's this neighborhood in St. Pete, um, Old Northeast. It's kind of like the Thornton Park of St. Pete. If you're from Orlando, yeah. and if you're not from either of those places, that may need, like mean nothing Hills. to you. Um, but like people like sit on their sit in chairs on their driveways 
and they just kind of greet people. Some people go way out. There's this one house that was a couple down from this apartment I lived at. Oh, time for Jeremy to grab, to grab some of the candy. I'm going Hershey's Cookies and Cream Chocolate Bar. But it's really cool. I just don't think that, like, within a neighborhood that people live in. I don't know how many people trick-or-treat in their own neighborhoods. Yeah. I mean, I used to when I was a kid. But we lived in a big old subdivision that just had hundreds of houses, and we would be out all night. You know what you're drinking wine and eating that reminds me of? Fancy. Oh, my God. I can't listen to this. <laughs> if if me eating milk duds sounded anything like what I just heard, I apologize to everybody. Um, I learned during Halloween that um, beer and chocolate go really well together. Hope you don't worry this Halloween. But as an alcoholic... <laughs> I also thought beer went with everything. <laughs> Family gatherings, it didn't matter. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't. So if, if, if you don't watch Big Brother, Mm-mm. but so this other thing about Felicia, who had the food stuffed in her pocket, is that she would like pick at her toenails. While she was um, sitting on um, this other player's bed, Cerise, with the same hands that she ate her chicken wing, she with? probably just ate the chicken and then, or just picked her feet, and she would like shave her skin and everything um, on her bed. And the, there was a space that um, that Sari would make looking at Felicia do this. That is the face that is inside of my soul right now. <laughs> you know what's weird? I, that, I talk about this all the time, right? I have that thing about noises and sounds mm-hmm. that that trigger me. Can't can't do it, can't. So well, so my, then there's the thing in that my we, defense, real quick. Mine requires less chewing than yours does. <laughs> yours goes on much longer than it mine. It does. Yours is a little and mine's chewy. A, yours is a crunch. Mine's a little more up, and that's pretty bad. <laughs> anyway, so we did something. This we weekend. did something this weekend we together. Did. It was fun. We went to the. Uh, the Pride Chamber of Orlando. Mm-hmm. I think they're just called the Pride Chamber, but the it's, Pride Chamber. Um, it's the, I think the they're queer trying to chamber of commerce. Their name because I keep seeing on their their like uh, press materials they call themselves the Pride Chamber of Commerce. So I think that's going to become their new name, maybe. Yes, I. You know, there's a thing about it. I didn't like. There's a. I feel like there's a specific thing like to that you have to do or be to be able to call yourself a, a chamber of commerce. And so maybe they're doing that. Yeah. Because I don't think that, I think it, or maybe it was like Chamber of Commerce was like a copywritten term. I, there was something about it that, that was the reason they weren't doing it before, but maybe yeah. they found a way to do it. So that's good. I mean, that's what it is. It's yeah. a Chamber of Commerce for the, for the queers. Yeah. And this weekend they had their Pride in Business Awards and Gala. <laughs> Which we didn't we do that when they said, welcome to the Pride Chamber of Pride in Business Awards. And then we all went, um, we're so mature. Yes. So we were, it was at the Hard Rock Live in Orlando. Yes. At uh, City Walk on the same uh, night as the final. Uh, Halloween Horror oh, Nights. Thank you. I don't know why I couldn't remember the name of that. The, the last night of Halloween Horror Nights. It was Nights. a traumatic experience. <laughs> the amount of people. I love this event. And Hard Rock is such a great venue. But doing it the same night as the very last night of Halloween Horror Nights, there too many people. See um, what's fun though, and is... they're all roaming around in t-shirts and jeans and cut-off shorts and riffraff, riffraff, and we're walking around looking like we're going to the, the the Oscars or something. I felt like Bruce Wayne's parents. I was like, we're gonna get gunned down in an alleyway and create one of the greatest criminal minds ever. <laughs> well, and one of the greatest crime detectives, superheroes. Yeah. 
Don't air quote Batman as a superhero. <laughs> I'm like, let me get Jeremy started here. Batman is is arguably the best superhero because he doesn't need special powers. His special power is inside. Yeah, he doesn't need special powers. He just needs somebody else, Alfred, to create everything cool that he has. I'm just... He's, why don't I just sit no, here I, for 30 minutes talking trash about Batman and you just keep eating this candy bars into the microphone? Air Supply's like, music sucks. Oh, I don't... I have no doubt that many people feel that way. And that's okay. I know it's... I have terrible, terrible taste in music. I got really superheroes. I got really excited the other day when I saw that Barry Manilow was doing a Christmas episode or Christmas show. I'm so excited about that. I know you love that. (laughs) Sorry, just licked my tongue. I just wanted to revisit that Batman thing because I know when we talked about superheroes before, and I said I know you get really pissed off when I was like, "He's not a real superhero, right?" You were like, "How dare you!" So I'm just teasing you. He's you're a wonderful superhero, Batman. Better than Iron Man. <laughs> I don't like Iron Man either. No, but I know that. Well, I don't know if he listens, but if somebody in particular is listening, he's better than Iron Man. Would you consider Guardians of the Galaxy is considered superheroes? Yes, they're my favorite. That's my right, favorite well, of any of them. Favorite superheroes. So we went to the Pride Chamber Awards. Yes. We were up for an. Award. We were nominated for an award. Yes, for favorite uh, best small business, small business of the year. Yeah. And uh, we were up against uh, S.K. Burt Law, Body Street Winter Park, and Paloma Technologies. I have it in front of me. And for those who didn't attend, the winner is... Not, not Watermark. We, we didn't win. No, didn't it win. was... Um, but you know what? I, I had a feeling, and I just want to say this because I know that, you know, there's a there's a lot going on. Um, like, people want to... Just to talk, like, not totally politics, but just what's in that realm of, of everything, but, like... There's a lot of talk about immigration policies and how we need this reform and we need this. And there's all these people looking for refuge in in America. That's what S.K. Burt does. Stephen, who is the, the lawyer there, he works. He's an immigration attorney. And I think that the work he's doing is great. Listen, I went to college. I like to think of myself as an intelligent person. But just at this moment... When you say people looking for refuge, that's why they're called refugees. (laughs) (laughs) I just had a moment, I was like, oh my god. I feel way better about my audacity comment earlier. (laughs) We were sitting here getting ready to um, to record this podcast. Yes. And... And we watched a video because there's an, we record this on Audacity and there was a new, we had to download some updates and we watched a video on what the updates were. And the first time the guy said Audacity, I was like, oh, it's because of audio. And I felt really stupid. I felt good now. I'm glad. <laughs> it make you feel bad. Um, Would that make the United States their refugior? 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 Sure. Anyway, he ended up winning. Yes. Uh, but he does a lot of great work for the community and he, he absolutely deserved it. In fact, and like I said, I knew when I saw the list of nominees, I was like, ooh, he's probably going to win. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. We just got some work to do for the next year because uh, next year it'll be at our 30 year anniversary and I would love to win that. It would be terrible if they did not give it to us then. <laughs> but I don't want you to think. I blame Ryan because he filled out our ballot. The ballot. Yeah. She got a good writer. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I kid. Um, but yeah, next year... Um, we can't afford one. 
Um, but uh, if we do win, I don't want anybody to think, oh, it's because we kissed up to the right people because they actually send the nominees off to a, uh, a board that is not involved with the Pride Chamber. Do you think they really do that? They just tell us that so that we don't think they're picking favorites. <clears throat> I'm just kidding. I'm they just named kidding. they named the people who were part of the uh, the voting board. So I will do some. I'll look into it. Yeah, and, and they, see said, who they, are. And they said welcome them real here. people. Wait, and they said welcome them here. I never saw them. They never can say hi to us, but we didn't win. And so how maybe... did they get George Glass? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you reach far back for that pop culture reference. I'm an old man. What can I say? Uh, so it was, it was a really fun event. Mm. Um, hosted by Darcel Stevens and Ivy. Ivy Vixen. Uh, Lee Vic- Les Vixens. Wait, uh, you know what? Is it not dancer. like Le Vixen? Le Vixen. Right, because it's, it's like Le Miz. It's Le Viz. Everybody kept calling yeah. it Les Vixens. I mean, technically, if you want to get accurate with the accent, it's Le Miserable. <laughs> It you is. spent a lot of time with Jen. If you, Jen's like, it's mozzarella. If you want to. I'm like, what oh, do you no. Like, you're Hungarian, first of all. From, like, <laughs> from Carmel, New York. And you're telling me it's mozzarella. Um, she'll even say that. At a, she'll go to, like, um, a restaurant. She's like, do you have Swiss or mozzarella? Um, there's, there's, um, there's a lot of debate over who says mozzarella and mozzarella. Mozzarella is New York Italian. Like, New York Italians develop their own language for Italian words that actual Italians cannot stand. <laughs> There's um, this Italian couple that I watch on TikTok, and they do reaction videos to New York Italians talking, and they hate the fact that they call it mozzarella. They said no one in Italy calls it mozzarella. It's mozzarella. Only New York Italians call it mozzarella. So, there you go, New York. Well, if you're listening, Jen. Just screwed up one other thing. If you're listening, Jen, there you have it. Although she is from New York, so yeah. Well, sense. there you go. Makes sense. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, Le Vixion uh, and <laughs> were the hosts, um, and it was a great event. Great speakers. Um, I wasn't sure I was going to tell this story, but I do want to tell this story. Um, one of the speakers was hmm, our. You're going to tell the story. Yeah. One of our one of our um, speakers was uh, our uh, congressman, representative. <laughs> You're going to admit this? He has yeah. my, at this moment Maxwell he has no, I- Frost. He has no he has idea. He has no idea who it was. I mean, he might have. He's just maybe he's super polite and didn't want to say anything. Um, but I have to get this off my chest. It's eating away at me. I want to just before you tell us, yeah. just say this before you tell us. We're sitting there and somebody's up there talking. And I look over and Jeremy's like in tears laughing. Yes. And I'm just like, what? How many wine has he had? What's going on over there? And so I look over at him and I'm like, what? So he gets up and he comes over to me and he's covering his face with like a menu or something. Because he's like laughing hysterically. And then he tells me this story. Okay, so our table, we're sitting, uh, we're at the table. And next to us is the table of um, uh, the Pride Chamber president is there, uh, Daniel Sun, um, which, <laughs> really quick, this also cracked me up, Darcel twice called him Daniel Sun. <laughs> was it Darcel that did? I was going to say that somebody did, but it's, it's Daniel Sun. Daniel Sun. But, but when you say it real like, fast. And here you come, Daniel Sun. And I was like, oh my God, that's hilarious. I love um, that movie, by the way. It's a good movie. I will, that's a movie. Classic. If it's on, I'll watch it. Yeah. Always. I also had a huge crush on Ralph, Ralph Macchio when it came out. That's his interesting. Name, right? Yeah, that, you got just me. Um, Nobody did. This, I mean, 
Ooh, excuse me. I'm usually not into that. That leads me into my story. I really wasn't into older men, but because um, he was like 30 when he made that, wasn't he? No, he was like 50. He was a kid. No, he, he was wasn't. Kid. He was. He's like it's. He. How old was Daniel Sun when he made the movie? Not Daniel Sun. We're not getting, we're not getting, know we're not getting invited back to this event ever again. <laughs> oh, we're definitely. After I tell this story, we're definitely not. Okay, so we're sitting at our table. Table over. Um, former state representative Carlos Guillermo Smith and his husband Jarek is there. Um, a bunch of important people and congressmen, who's basically a celebrity. He's like a superstar right now. Maxwell Haliander Frost. And he gives a good speech. Oh my God, he gives good speech. He really does. He gives such good speech. It's, it's like, it's Obama good. Yeah, it's literally like listening to Obama when he yeah. talks. So uh, really quick, do you have it? Oh no, she's still looking. Okay, so he sits down at the chair. She just wants to hear your story. She's right, not looking up anything. Right next to me. So it's I'm at my table. I turn in my chair so I can see the stage. And it's almost like we're on a date. We're like shoulder to shoulder, basically. You're very close. We're very close. I could smell his aftershave. So, um, like did he smell? <laughs> so we're sitting there. Now, as you probably heard on this uh, podcast, as I drink wine... I get a little bit of heartburn asking a little bit of gas. It builds up. So I have little burps that come out. Um, we had just finished eating. Uh, just to run through the menu, we had uh, garlic mashed potatoes. I had a <laughs> delicious steak and a wonderful sauce. Um, I had bread. I had salad. I had some roasted vegetables. All stewing up with, with my wine. So we're sitting there. And I forget who was up talking, but he's sitting there. And I feel my stomach. Like it was their keynote. It was the oh the keynote speaker. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I feel it coming up, and um, I was just gonna do like a little burp, so I put my napkin up, <laughs> but then I felt a cough coming up, so I coughed, and then after I coughed, I took my napkin down. A little burp came out, and the cough pushed the burp forward, <laughs> and I believe that it quaffed into Congressman <laughs> Maxwell Alejandro Frost's face. Because about a second later, he didn't turn around and say, what the hell was that smell? <laughs> he just, he politely raised his hand to his nose, and he just rubbed the bottom of his nose, as if to say to everyone, something smell around here. <laughs> so I basically, I belched on our congressman. You could have, he could have gone the rest of his life thinking that that was Carlos Guillermo Smith. I know, not you. but I could, it just, it has been eating at me and I didn't want someone else to go down. I didn't want him to be like, you know what? We are not campaigning for Carlos. I, He's running for state senator. He belched in my face and I won't tolerate that. I bet he gets it, he gets back in his car and he's got a security detail and he's like, what the F was that? <laughs> like they left, they left shortly after They sure that. did. They left after his speech. Um, and, uh, oh, another thing. His whole team left. And the speech, he has one of those things. It's got the little congressional yeah. seal on it. Sitting on the table. And uh, they had all left. And was still sitting there. So Carlos was up um, at the bar or something. Or going to the bathroom, whatever. So with Jarek there. I said, Jarek, did Maxwell and all his people leave? And he goes, yeah, I think so. I said, his speech is still sitting over there. And he goes, oh, oh, oh. well, we'll make sure it gets back to him. I was like, no, no, no. Leave it there. If they don't come back for it, it'll be a nice... Uh, souvenir from the evening, and I'll take it. <laughs> so he laughed, and I laughed, and then Carlos came back, and Car Jared told him, Jeremy wants to take the speech. <laughs> and then Car Maxwell's um, uh, congratulator, whoever was there, comes, and Carlos says, 
uh, Jeremy wants to take the speech, and she took took it and put it in her lap. Like so now not only did I belch in his face, but they all think I'm a thief and I'm trying to steal from the U.S. government. Uh, we gave him his first cover. Yeah, what, from we were the very first cover after his election. We'll never get them again. <laughs> or, I mean, you know, some people take that. We'll see if he calls. They'd be like, "Hey, do you want to grab a drink?" <laughs> I hear that was you that broke up. <laughs> What are you um, doing later? I've brought a lot of ginger anyway, ale. Anyway, <laughs> I went, uh, I had to go to the VA today to do blood work. And I'm not saying this is connected at all. Um, but the nurse did comment. She goes, interesting. And I said, what? And she goes, you have sensitive information listed on your medical records. Now I was like, frost. <laughs> he got to my medical records. <laughs> um, so that was the evening. It was a good evening, though. Great dinner. It was really, it was a good time. Yeah. It, it's really nice to get to get together and, you know, and, and, and celebrate people and what they're doing. There was one awkward moment. Yes. Well, just one. Tell me. Not just one, but one Well, there were several, but there's one particular one you want to talk about. So at the end of it, Daniel was giving this. this oh, yes. This it's a rousing speech. speech. It's a rousing speech. And he was like, he said, yes. I want everyone who was nominated to come up. Now, I sat there and said to everyone, I know everybody in this room right now was part of this, and they're all rolling their eyes. Um, but I said, we were nominated. Watermark was, but it wasn't just me, so I didn't want to go up there alone. I was like, we all were nominated, so let's all go up there. I didn't realize, I should have known. I did notice before you sat down that you were having a wardrobe mal malfunction. Yes. But there was a reinforcement clip that was still there when I saw it. So I yes. thought... My suspenders had come undone in the back. So I was thinking as soon as he's done talking, because I love you, Daniel, but he went on for a while with his speech. And I was saying, as soon as he's done, we'll all applaud, and then I will adjust and reconnect my suspenders. He calls all nominees and winners to the stage. You're going, and you look at me, and you're like, let's go. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. And you're like, let's go. He's like, oh, no, I can't. I go, and you're like, let's go. And I as I'm walking up, I am basically holding my pants up. And I'm like, I know there are people in the crowd who are taking photos right now. And there is probably photo. This was a brilliant evening for me. There's probably photos of me with my pants halfway down and my shirt hanging out, looking like a drunk Chris Farley stumbling around on that stage. Moments after belching in the face of our congressman. I hope somebody snapped a photo of him while he was rubbing his nose. I would I would pay money for that photo. Honestly, if there's a photo of him rubbing his nose and me laughing hysterically <laughs> in the back, that's going to be that's the cover a, of our year in review. That's a money shot. So, so we all get up on stage, mm -hmm. and I'm short. So some people start pushing me up to the front, and Caitlin, who's sitting here in the room with us, gets up standing next to me. And we're like center stage. In front, standing there, listening to the speech. And it's kind of, it's awkward for me. Like, you know, I was like, I've talked about this before. I was just awkward in general. I don't like to be the center of attention. And so when I'm standing there, but then it's like one of those things where like every time somebody pauses, you have to clap. And it's like, oh yeah, this is a... But I was just reading along the speech because they had teleprompters. So I was oh, just yeah. reading the speech. <laughs> and then whatever um, uh, Lisa Brown uh, with the mm -hmm. over clap, I would clap. So uh, we were... <laughs> Yeah, so we're all standing there, and towards the end of his speech, though, it gets this rousing thing, and then he goes, he's like, now we're going to bring out the singer again, and we're all going to dance, and, like, the panic that came over <laughs> all of our faces, like, we're going to what? Not just us, everyone on stage is looking, and they have these giant letters that spell out pride, 
and the crowd just starts to push backwards and try to hide behind these letters. And she comes out and she's singing. And she's like, singing Last Dance, which, yeah. which, by the way, starts out super slow. So it's just so weird. You're just like, what, slowly swaying? So yeah, people like... are just kind of slowly dancing, and I am behind the letter E of Pride. And I look over, and there's probably 10 or 15 people behind the letters, and maybe like six or seven of you center stage doing this weird dance sway. And I was like, I need to get off this stage right now. <laughs> yeah, and and it's funny because the the guys that were in the cat Body Street, yeah, Electric, is that what it is? Body um, Street, uh, Body Street Winter Winter Park. Yeah, Body Street Winter Park. I said Body Street Electric. That's because I really <laughs> like that song. I sing the Body Electric from Fame, so I always get that wrong. I love that song. So he and I are hiding behind the E. And and then finally Jeremy's like I gotta go and I was like so you and I just completely went to the wings yeah. the stage to get to get away from it all stage left for you theater nerds. yeah uh, we exit stage left so that was that was exciting yes I will good evening you know the it was really it was really great when you're standing on stage stage left is your stage left. right is your left stage right yeah you're it's based on who's on stage looking out. But if you're in the audience, it's orchestra right is mm-hmm. is orchestra right is stage left. Yes. Or, it's like a mirror. What was that pink tiger's name? He always exited stage right. Oh, what was his name? Snagglepuss. Snagglepuss. Even Tom used to quote him all the time at Watermark. <laughs> oh, I miss hearing Tom do his impersonations. <laughs> do you miss the Darth Vader? Uh, coffee machine. Impression. I miss all of Tom's accents. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say thanks to Daniel yes. Stone for inviting us, for having us there. We had great a great table. You know, we were a media partner in it. We're very happy to work with the chamber, and we had a great time. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, really great, really great. Yeah. So uh, we'll move on to uh, our assignments. Yes. Week. These are good assignments. They were. So we decided to talk about uh, a movie and a book. We don't talk about books very often. I think this is only the third the book. The third one, yeah. In 42, <laughs> in 42 episodes, episodes, we've talked about three books. Um, one, the first one was Brandon Wolf's uh, memoir. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Good one. Uh, then we did um, Harvey Firestein's Harvey Firestein. memoir. I love that Apparently, one. we only do memoirs. And uh, we're going to talk about the salacious, the dramatic, the bombshell uh britney spears the woman in me yeah um some of the things that we learned in this all of us learned together in this book when it was released um still has people talking it's been out a couple of weeks now two weeks something like that and people are still talking some people are still in hiding you know who you are jt um (laughs) but before we get to that we're going to talk about a movie that's uh was just released on netflix and is getting some award buzz leading to the end of the year and that is Nyad. Let me ask you a question before yes. we get before we get into Nyad. What is so the Oscars are happening? For as of right now, yes, they're happening, but we no one's know. allowed to go and accept an award. Well, I mean, they're not till March, so I think that we all are optimistically hoping that the um, writer or the uh, actor strike is done and over with by the time that that comes around. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not a scab by any means, and I'm also not an actor, so I don't really get all this, but doesn't it seem counterproductive to not allow 
an actor to go like who worked really hard at something when there was no strike who produced some amazing work to say you can't go accept this award because the award is for the actor not the studio so i don't understand um yeah it's it's a matter of principle not supporting projects um by studios that are refusing to sign contracts um i'll be honest it's a very gray area you and i sitting here talking about this film because it is considered a strike movie which means that actors aren't uh, permitted to promote it. It's been stricken. It's been stricken. Um, and it just depends. This is that gray area where our influencers and media, should they be talking and reviewing movies that are struck properties or not? There are some who refuse to talk about movies at all that are struck, to only talk about past things or are projects that have been approved uh, by SAG. So what you're saying is Fran Drescher is not going to listen to our podcast or come come on our show. Listen, um, if Fran Drescher listens to our podcast, she'll continue to listen to it for you and I, for our enjoyment and our humor. She's not going to care what we talk about. Maybe like everyone else, she stops listening when we go to talk about the movie. She's like, I'll listen to the first 15 minutes. That's my Fran Drescher impersonation. Oh, I was going to do, but that's Janice. That's not Fran. I mean, potato, potato at that point. I mean, pretty. I think Janice. Which came first, the Janice or the Nanny? Oh, definitely the Nanny. Um, but I think no? like one was an impersonation of the other. Although her whole Fran Drescher's whole shtick with the Nanny is that you want to talk about mind blowing. The first time I heard Janice, the actress, speak without that voice, my mind was blown. She had a very. Uh, she wasn't like a as big of a player like she was on Friends, but she had a part on Everybody Loves Raymond. She was one of their neighbors, um, a married couple. Really? And she doesn't use the Janice voice, and it was very off-putting. <laughs> the Janice is the Janice. Yes. I was like, that is not your voice. Same thing with his brother on that show, if you hear him on other things. I was like, no, no, use your Robert voice. Don't use your real voice. They'll have, they, 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 you get used to these voices. He's the damn you Jimmy John's guy, right? What? The commercial for Jimmy John's, where like the the Jimmy John's came up with a new come up with a new sandwich, and he's like, "Damn you, Jimmy John's!" I don't think oh, he calls seen them that Jimmy's commercial. Jimmy's John's. I'll have to Google that because I haven't seen those commercials. <laughs> anyway, <right>. Nyad, Nyad, <laughs> a wonderful movie. Um, so Nyad, for those who don't know, it is uh, it started streaming on Netflix uh, here in the last week. Uh, it is a biographical sports drama about uh, Diana Let. Good Lord. Diana Nyad. Uh, she's a long-distance swimmer. Uh, the nanny was first. Oh, very good. There you go. Janice was a uh, a ripoff of the nanny. Come on, Janice. Get it together. So, uh, Nyad, long-distance swimmer, became famous in the 70s for um, swimming in the open waters of these seemingly impossible um, uh, distances. She went and swam around. Like, for um, us, it might be, like, from one end of the pool to the other. Yeah. Yeah, this was, but like... she's a marathon. She's a yeah. marathon swimmer. Like, some of us, when we go to the beach, we'll go maybe 15 feet out. Then we'll remember Jaws, and then we'll run back to the shore. She's like, I, I challenge you, Jaws. I will spit in your face, Jaws. And she keeps on swimming. Um, and in 1975, she swam around Manhattan Island in record time. Um... And uh, in 1979... The Which probably is what gave her the strength to continue <laughs> doing it. I can't imagine that water was healthy. Um, and she swam from the Bahamas to Florida 
1979. Now, when we're talking about this movie and we're talking about his accomplishments, I do want to point out that there are several stories out there that say that uh, Nyad has greatly exaggerated her accomplishments. So just keep that in mind as we talk about this. Oh, really? Yeah. That some of this may or may not have happened the way that it Well, was. here's the rule of the show, right? Yes. We talk about a movie as if it's fact, <laughs> right? Mm. When we talk about shows, we talk about, which we'll do with this book when we talk about it. It yeah. is, this is what this book says happened. This is what this movie says happened. So, so we yeah, so as we're talking about it, if you disagree with anything we say about Nyad, I'm going to need you to reach out to Netflix. If you disagree with anything we say about Britney Spears' book, I'm going to need you to re- reach out to Shulster and Bookpublisher.com? Yeah, whatever the, the publisher is. It's two S words. Simon. And Garfunkel? And Schuster. There, I'm so close. Um, so reach out to them. Because, yes, when we talk about this, we're talking about it in... We didn't research outside of this book and this movie. The, what what we saw in this movie and what we read in this book, we're assuming yeah. is true. It, it'll be it'll be rare that we research outside of what it is. It, it's also rare that we research at all. Yeah, we yeah. just we we watch it and we go with it and we say yeah. we're going to talk about our opinions. You've been in college. I've been in college. You've yeah. been in college. We all had to do research papers and we all yeah. hated them. So once we get out of college, we stopped doing it. Nyad. So. <laughs> Um, you know, so she hear... does, in this movie, she does do a lot of talking oh, about yeah. her accomplishments. So she I does. can see why people might say that. Yeah. Uh, that being said, um, she swam around the world in record time. <laughs> <laughs> Twice. Twice. Once breaststroke and then backstroke. Backstroke. I hear she punched sharks in the face as they approached her. Sharks come up, punch them in the face. I hear she burped on them. It happens. <laughs> they, I don't blame you, Naya. They wiggled their noses and they took off. <laughs> anyway, so the movie is about her um, wanting to swim from Cuba to Key West. Never been done. She attempted it back in 1978. 78. Um, it's three miles from Cuba to Key West. Um, when she attempted it back in 1978, she was, uh, in her 20s, she was at the top of her game. Um, she made it 42 hours in, swam about 67 miles. They have this chart at the end of the movie, and it's also on her, um, Wikipedia page, you can Google it, look at it, of the, the tracks of the times that she attempted this swim. And that swim in 1978, like, she starts going right, and then hooks left. And for some reason, for like 40 miles, started to head towards Texas. Yeah, it's because the, the she got caught in a drift. Yeah. And 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 the, well, what the new boat driver says is that the previous boat driver screwed her on that mm-hmm. and didn't didn't keep him on track. Yeah. So, so that's why she didn't make it. She swam a lot of miles oh, for yeah. a long time. 70, she just was off track. 76 miles total is what she went, which would have been um three-fourths of the way yeah she had been on track she'd have been three-fourths away now when she did it in 1978 she swam with the they they built this special boat around her that put her in kind of like one of those shark cages i think it was netting but she was within this cage because those waters between cuba and key west particularly are loaded with sharks stingrays jellyfish man of wars which i think man of wars are a type of jellyfish or a he-man character or, or wasn't it? Yeah, um, man of man, no man of arms, man of oh, arms, man, man of arms. arms, same thing. 
Um, anyway, so Man in Arms is what jumped I always in the water about. and he said, Four Castle Grayskull, and punched Nyad in the face. And that's why she didn't finish. Whenever somebody, like, you're in a nonprofit and they have a sergeant at arms, I immediately think it's Man in Arms. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but, you know, just to say about this this film when it starts out, she's she's turning 60, mm. right? It's her 60th birthday. Yeah, the, the film opens with her 60th birthday. Yeah, and so she. She just feels like this, I'm 60 and the world thinks I should roll over and die, and I don't want to. There was this thing that I've always wanted to do, that that she she felt connected to Cuba. She felt that she wanted to do this Cuba to Key West swim her whole life, and she just said, you know what? I'm going to prove to people that you your life doesn't end at 60, and I'm going to try to make this happen. And it's because, weird, I'm, I'm going to jump to the end of the movie here. Sure. But when... So her father told her, looked it up in a dictionary, and said her last name meant something like swimming, lives in water, or something like that. So he said, it's your destiny to be a swimmer, because it's your name. And then you find out that that wasn't her father. Yeah. So so she's like, so it's kind of like, but that wasn't your name. But it is, because yeah. it was given to her. And families <laughs> come in all shapes and sizes. And it's interesting, the two things we're going to talk about today, um, how much um, emphasis is put on the person from their family about their destiny. Right. Um, and how much that really screws one up One successful, one not. Uh, well, well, both I mean, successes. both are successful, but one tortured a lot more. Well, I mean, they both had torture. That's true. I mean... They're basically the same person, if you think about it. Um, but yes, the film opens. She's 60. I didn't even realize this. I didn't know a lot about Nyad until I watched this movie and then started reading up on her afterwards. Um, she didn't swim for like 30 years after uh, her accomplishments. She basically never went back into another pool. No, she worked for uh, uh, ABC's World, yeah, Worldwide World of Sports Sport. and never went swimming, was out of the pool for 30 years. Um, so the movie opens uh, approaching her 60th birthday. Her best friend, Bonnie, um, who they dated. I wrote this down because bon, um, somebody asked, are you and Bonnie together? And she said, we dated for a second 200 years ago, but now we're the best of friends. Hmm. Um, which I think all of us have people like that in our lives. Um, so uh, her and Bonnie stay friends for years. And Bonnie throws her a surprise birthday party. And... Uh, they're um uh, they're cleaning up for the party and Nyad's like I want to try this again. Um, she had she was going through her mother's stuff or something and there was a book in there um, that was written by it was a poem. Yeah, it was a poem that she was like I think my mother this <laughs> right she's like I think my mother left this book for me. It's a message. And then Bonnie, who's played by oh, by the way, Annette Benning plays Nyad and uh, Jodie Foster plays Bonnie. And Bonnie takes the book and she's looking at it. She goes, this book belongs to your neighbors. I think the message is from your neighbor. Um, <laughs> Do you know my favorite thing about it was? I, I can't remember the quote, um, but it was just this kind of quote that's like, you know, get out there and do what you want to do. Um, <laughs> but it was, a, it was a poem. And Annette Benning's character, or Nyad, was annoyed at it because it was a poem. And this is what I always say, because poetry is not necessarily my thing. Yeah. And she says... She says, I don't understand. Why don't they just say what they mean? And I was like, oh, she sounds like me. I realized, and I don't know if you're this way, in watching this movie, I realized that in some relationships, I am the naiad and I have a Bonnie. And in other relationships, like other friendships, I am the Bonnie to other people's naiads. And it is far more beneficial to be the Bonnie because the naiads are always so crabby. 
Um, she, in fact, Bonnie calls her rigid in this, and she's very, she's very off-putting. Nyad. Yeah. She's I, not a likable person. I did read a review of it that said that that it failed to humanize Nyad. Yeah. Um, because she was so driven and so just my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was like off-putting to some people. But I just, I will point out that I love Jodie Foster in this movie. Oh, God, yeah. I, I, I like Jodie Foster. I watch her movies. She's great, sure. But like Contact, I may have fallen asleep a few times. <gasps> It's a good movie. It is. And she's a great actress. But, you know, like even Silence of the Lambs, it bothered me when they would do like this close up. And I'm sure it'd have to bother. I would not want my entire jawline to stretch from one end of the screen to the other. But it was just, you know, it was all weird. But so this, but this movie, I loved her in this movie. Yeah. It completely made her a different person to me. I think I, I wish that she would do more. Yeah. She's definitely the, um, the, the, the person in that, that dynamic that people latch on to. Yeah. Like Nyad's the one in the spotlight and she's, you know, doing all these great accomplishments. But the at least from this movie's perspective, Bonnie's the heart and soul. She's the she's the one who uh people gravitate to. Um so um she tells Bonnie that she wants to get back out there and she wants to try again. So they do a test run in Mexico. So um they go down and she's supposed to be in the water for like sixty hours that she's gonna do this swim, uh, to show Bonnie that she can do this. And uh, the first time she is in for four hours and 14 minutes. Um, you you dropped something. I was just looking no. for a pen. Oh. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. you no, you're you, good. You go right ahead. You, were, you looked very distracted. I want to make sure that something wasn't I, happening. I'm totally listening. So four hours, 14 minutes. And uh, um, then she goes back out there. And the second time she's out for eight hours and three minutes. Between the two swims... Um, I thought this was really good, and this really, um, uh, this really um, kind of uh, established who Bonnie was uh, to Nyad. Um, between the two swims, she says, "You know, listen, you were you did great for four hours. It's you know, it's not something you have to do." Experts have come out and said that this is an impossible swim anyway, and that just kind of lights a fire in her. Um, which it turns out that Bonnie lied to her. There are no experts who said this was an impossible <laughs> swim. And um, she was just trying to light that fire underneath her. Classic Bonnie. The classic Lying Bonnie. Lying out of her ass. Um, so, again, I was not familiar with this story. I assumed she was like, I want to swim to Cuba. And she goes out there 60 years old and she swims and she did it. You don't remember this story? No. Um, I do not follow sports. <laughs> so, until they make it into an, a powerful movie with some of my favorite actors or actresses, I don't learn what's going on in history. Um, but, uh, it took her several attempts, took her, um, the first initial attempt in 1970 and then four more tries. I remember watching it, right? So not, obviously not the 78 one. I was three years old, but the, when she went to make the attempts again and like the, the, there was the jellyfish incident, um, which they didn't expect for some reason. And then, because I guess they, these were box jellyfish that had yeah. kind of been drifted in. and they, Yeah, he they mentions weren't... in there that they, um, where the je- jellyfish usually migrate to, they um, they were in further shore than they normally are. Yeah, so I don't, um, I don't <laughs> remember, I, I didn't remember all of it. I just, I thought that she tried twice and that was it. Yeah. I didn't realize, and so I certainly wasn't expecting the ending. Yeah. 
Because the first swim is 45 minutes into the movie. It's a two-hour movie. And I was thinking, are they really going to just have us watch her swim in water for an hour and (laughs) and 15 minutes? Um, But yeah, she gets through. She does the first attempt. And it's a slow swim. It is. Now, um, as I mentioned before, um, I have issues with my television, which has caused a permanent blue haze to appear on it. This movie, I don't know if it was just my TV or if it's just the cinematography and it's amazing. It is the most gorgeous movie I have ever seen. It is such a blue, such a blue, that water that they're filmed in, that they filmed. I was just like, oh my God, it's so bright. I feel like your TV had a part of that. And my, <laughs> my brother is like, I think that's probably the TV. But it was, no, I mean, it was definitely blue and it was great. Um, you know, the cinematography was cool. And one what, what of the things that I enjoyed about it is I guess when you swim for... 90 hours or yeah. whatever however i forget what the, what the actual number it, was uh, 56 hours 56 hours the final swim was. that at some point you just hallucinate yeah you know i mean because this is how she she just goes to the bathroom while she's swimming yeah. but how she eats is she gets close to the boat <gasps> oh my god drops food so in her mouth. she was dropping pasta spe- spaghetti noodles yeah. into her mouth like she was a dolphin yeah and like and all the salt water is getting yeah now, you know they filmed this, like, in a studio, so mm-hmm. it was just, like, regular water, because if that was salt water, I mean, so... Uh, but, yeah, so, um, there's, uh, this, unlike the first swim, uh, these, the, the next swims that she did, she didn't do it in that caged boat, she said, because it caused too much of a drift for her, and it slowed her down, so she wanted to do it in open waters. So they get shark experts, who are like, we have these set sonar sensors that will keep the sharks away, and in case they don't work... We have a backup plan. We have a tennis ball at the end of a stick. And we're going to jump in the water. And we're going to poke at the sharks with this stick with a tennis ball. And it'll drive them away. Yeah, now, spoiler alert, that happens. In the movie, I found out that never happened. Oh, uh, okay. Because that was the like... The sensors never failed. Do you know what's interesting? One thing about the overall just kind of thing about this movie is that it's seemingly Nyad focuses on the fact that this is her destiny yeah. and she is the athlete and she makes the calls and she does the things, not realizing that there is this humongous team of people behind her who are risking their livelihoods to be part of this. And then these guys that jump into the water with the tennis ball sticks. But then again, never mind Nyad, because yeah. it was a lie. They didn't really do that. There's a lot of... Um... Did the one dude at least jump into the water to save her when she was getting stung by the jellyfish? Oh, I don't he know. he got stung? Yeah. So there's... Between... And they all blend together. I have some notes here to differentiate from time to time, but I guess it doesn't matter. Between attempts uh, two, three, and four, she's stung by jellyfish dozens of times. On her face. On her face. They give her this mask and this um, <sighs> lamp light on her she head. She looked like a Jabberwocky it, Yeah, it looked like, a ski, <laughs> like a ski mask or something. And that's one of the hallucinations. She sees the stars raining down and it goes into the water. That's and really like, pretty. The colors are all swirly. It turns out they were jellyfish. And the jellyfish sting her in the face and she rips the mask and the light off. And she's like, yeah, jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a scene from Aquaman. It was terrifying. <laughs> Um, at one point, she stopped breathing. They had to pull her on the boat and do CPR to bring her back. So finally, they're like, listen, it's just not doable. And she's like, I want to go for a fifth time. And they're like, well, if you're going to do it, we're not doing it. Um, uh, oh, one person we forgot to mention, her navigator, who is played by... Um, Reese Iphens. Reese Iphens? Yeah, he was in um, he was in Notting Hill. He, he was. He was also in The Amazing Spider-Man with... 
uh, Andrew Garfield. It always amazes me when you say in the name of a famous person, like, what, where do people say that they're from and why? And I guess because I'm an old rom-com lover, to me, he's from Notting Hill. I'd be like, Marvel, so he's from... Yeah, well, I also like Andrew Garfield. So, uh, but yes, he is uh, the lizard from that movie. And uh, an inappropriate joke that I made earlier. (laughs) He plays the lizard in Amazing Spider-Man. And Annette Bening plays the lizard in this movie. (laughs) Because she spends so much time in the sun and in saltwater, her skin looks reptilian. Yeah, and, and I mean, it can't be, it, it, it's got to be hard on your body to be in saltwater for 56 oh, hours. Oh, God. And I didn't realize this, but apparently, you know, you're, you're being in saltwater that long makes your lips expand and your <gasps> all those people that get collagen injections, they should just go spend 56 <laughs> hours at sea. Yeah. And they'll be like, good morning, bitch. Anyway. Everybody, I'm the only one that's watched the first Wives Club. Uh, oh, yes. I have At the been. very beginning when she got her <laughs> collagen and she's like, good morning, bitch. <laughs> um, so uh, fifth time, they're like, you know, we're not doing it. So, it, and just like in all of these movies, you have that moment where the band breaks up. They're like, you know, we're going our own way because you don't understand us. And then she has a moment where she learns uh, acceptance and hum, uh, humbles herself to them and says, listen, I am sorry for how I was. But Did I ever the... say what Re... who Reesiphon's played? He in was it? the navigator. Yeah, he was yes. John Bartlett, yes. who who was the navigator, told the boat where to go. Yeah. Um. So um. She says, "I'm going to do it the fifth time. I'm not. I'm going to. I know you guys said you don't want to do it, so I'm not going to ask you. But I am going to. Um. I'm going to do it with a different team. So one at a time, the team comes back and they're like, "Yes, Nyad, I will go with you. Yes, Nyad, I too will go with you." And the navigator is the last one. He comes up and he's like, um, let's do this one more time. Um, you find out later they're on the boat while Nyad's swimming. Um, Bonnie asks him, what made you come back? And he says, I found out um, he's dying. Um, and he said, I wanted one more great adventure before I die. So, and I looked it up. He died shortly after this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the credits of the film, it <laughs> says that he, they, this, this fifth run was in 2013. And yeah, he died, he died 20- that year. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, they're going and, um, Jodie Foster calls, or uh, Bonnie calls Nyad over and it's like, um, hey, I just want to talk to you. And she's like, no, I can do it. I'm not going to give up. And she points to the lights and she says, do you see the horizon? And she's like, yeah. And she goes, that's Key West. And she goes, you just got to do one more push. So she pushes and, uh, the sun comes up and people are on the beach and they're holding signs. And Jodie Foster's like, nobody touch it. Nobody touch it. Yeah, there's She's so many rules. She's got to have two ankles out of the water. Yeah, two ankles out. And nobody can touch you and you can't yeah. touch the boat. Or so else. Nyad, like she's walking out of Bambi's mom's vagina <laughs> for the first time, can't keep her footing. And she's like a baby, just like, come to mama. And she's just waddling her way up there. I was like, she's not going to make it. And uh, she gets her ankles out of the water. And then they hug. And she yells to the crowd. <clears throat> three things or four things three or four things i want to say three three things i want to say i don't remember what the first two were but the third one was this looks like a solo sport but there's an entire team that made this happen and it's like she learned yeah she's like that it's like the miracle worker <laughs> like you know w-h-t-e-r she learned <laughs> she learned the lesson it was um don't don't ever give up yeah was okay. one of them love yeah. thy neighbor 
It's not the prom. <laughs> you know, it's funny to see where people know things from. That's actually from the Bible. <laughs> oh, really? I, I have seen the prom. I have not seen the Bible. <laughs> I, not seen the Bible. I don't know. Uh, I don't know her. That's because Michelle R- Williams hasn't read the audiobook version yet. <laughs> um, but so the movie ends. She did it. Don't read past the movie because then you will Just find that... Just enjoy it. There's some... It's contested. It hasn't been officially uh, ratified by whatever organization by ratifies who? it. Is it because they are mad that the, that the swim coach that molested her is still in the Hall of Fame and they point that out? Uh, and they don't want to give credit to what she had to say about that? No, because there are discrepancies that she may have boarded the boat a few times to rest up during the swim. Um, there's a, there's a lot of people who say, oh, this didn't happen. This wasn't where we can't verify this. Um, but, uh, I think that one organization, one world swimming organization, um, said, uh, that she has the record of like the assisted swim or something. I don't know. Go to the Wikipedia page and read up. You know it. what? The boat wasn't moving. If she took a rest, I don't give a shit. She still swam from <laughs> Cuba to Key West. So anyway, if you like cheaters, Sorry. I can't. Mm. Um, mm. All right, so... Yeah, I just want to add really quick. Um, there are There's Oscar buzz for this movie. Currently, Annette Benning is sitting on Gold Derby. Seventh place right now with 15 to 1 odds for Best Actress. Jodie Foster is in the top five. Um, 21 to 2 odds uh, for Best Supporting Actress for the Oscars. Yeah, she's a fan, she's fantastic. I, gotta, I, was, I said this to you earlier, but when, when this started, the... Um, the in the first five minutes like by the time the netflix like words were on the opening credits i was sold i love this movie who else loved it rotten tomatoes what do you think critics 89 audiences 92 critics 85 audiences no rating Hmm. maybe they don't have any enough uh people i know it's shocking You're, you're okay. You're making you're making a, a naiad face over there. Is everything all right? Get me some noodles. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it just went down the wrong tube. Ah, that's all right. So, great movie. Check it out. It's on yes. Netflix. Netflix. So, books. Books. Yeah, reading is important. So it, mainly because this is why I agreed to this, right? So let me just tell you, my like my I like Britney Spears. There's a song she sings that I really like. Which um, one? Uh, and I can't say <laughs> all I can tell you is it's the one where she dies in the bathtub in the video. Oh, oh, they talked about that in the book. Did they? No, they talked about it on the. I'm sorry, the special on ABC that I watched about the book. Ah, that um, Stephen is it Stephen Dorf? Stephen Dorf who's <clears> in it. <throat> I think so, yeah. I really like the song. And I'll just The say one that, that sounds like a lullaby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my favorite song that she sings. The rest of them, okay. You know, you're great. So I didn't I'm I'm not like I'm not a gung ho like Britney Spears music loving fan. Yeah. So when it was like, Oh, we could do this, I was like, eh. but then when I found out that Michelle Williams <laughs> <laughs> read yes. the audiobook, I was like, let's do it. 
Um, yeah, I um, I fall somewhere in between you and Ryan, our managing editor, who is weirdly obsessed with Britney Spears, and Rick, who has no care <laughs> in the world about Britney Spears. I'm about in the middle. Yeah. I love Britney Spears' music. I must admit that I was uh, a little infatuated with the whole drama behind everything going on, particularly as we get later on with the conservative ship and all that. Um, I was uh, reading a lot up on that and, and paying attention to that. <clears throat> um, I will say, and this is very rare for me, uh, one of her albums um, is one of the few albums where I can listen to every single start to finish and everyone is a, is a, is a bop, as the kids say. There is, that is true. There is one album, well, one record, 145 single <laughs> of hers that I can listen to the whole way through. Um, but I think, and she mentioned this in it, and it's oddly, it's the album that she made when she was going through the worst of her, her stuff is Blackout. Yeah, that, oh, by that's, far one I, of the best albums. I don't ever. know that I've. I am. I must have heard a song from it, but I couldn't name a song from that. I, I would guess you, Blackout. I bet you know the opening to the first single. It's Britney, bitch. Huh. that is the opening for um, the uh, first single for for Blackout, which was. Freaking? No, it's the first song on the album. Why is the name escaping me right now? Give me more. Give me more. Give, uh, me, okay. give me more. Give me more. Give me, give me more. That whole album is absolutely amazing. I, I like, love the whole album. I like Demi more. <laughs> um, but that album came out when me and Gary were together, and he had his little Mini Cooper, and we would just drive in his Mini Cooper listening to that, that album with the windows down singing the songs. Uh, we live young. <laughs> we live totally different lives. I had this friend um, that I went to college with in North Carolina, and there's this thing called the Loop, and we would drive around the Loop and put the windows down and blare, I can't fight this feeling any longer by Aria <laughs> Speedwagon. I don't think we ever listened to that in the coop. So it's the, so it's the, it's the same thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she, she has her memoir came out. Her mother had a, me a book. Her sister had a book. It's about time we heard from Britney herself. So um, yeah, read it, by Academy Award winning or nominated Emmy Award winning Jen from Dawson's Creek, Michelle Williams. She has not. She didn't win anything. No, she's like she five time Academy Award nomination. She should win. Something. No, she's really good. She should have won last year, but um, she was in that Steven Spielberg movie. Um, oh, the Fableman. And she was a lock for Best Supporting Actress, and she refused to let them submit her name as supporting. She goes, I want to be submitted as Best Actress. She goes, I'm in that movie more than half of it. I want submitted as Best Actress. And it uh, it was down to Kate Blanchett for Tar and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere at All Once. So she didn't really have a chance in Best Actress, but she mm. hands down would have won Best Supporting Actress if she was nominated. I did um, read an article a Vanity Fair article that mm -hmm. talked about how their their rise, Britney's and Michelle's rise, were at the yeah. same time, and and it was just sort of kismet that she's reading this book because they were they were both child <clears throat> stars yeah. that ended up on different paths. Yeah, probably because did, of the support. One of the things. Oh no, she, she was emancipated. Michelle Williams yeah. was emancipated from her family at she, a young age, and she's a huge fan of Britney Spears. Yeah, she like sought out to read this book for them for her. Um, but, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's not a very long read. It's 288 pages. 
Um, if you listen to it on double time in, on the audiobook, Michelle Williams gets through it in about three hours. Yeah, that's, that's what um, I did. If you listen to it on half time, half speed, uh, it takes about eight hours. And nine dollars a whiskey. But it sounds like you're getting drunk with Michelle Williams. <laughs> She's like, listen, listen. Britney Smears had a rough life. And I was like, I know Michelle. I know. And then she <laughs> did an album. Um, so yeah, so um, where do you, how do you want to do this? You know, I was just thinking that. I don't really know the best way to do it, except to just say, let's pick some some things out of it. I mean, I don't know that we need a chronicle, do a chronicle of her life, yeah. but we can... You know, I'll say this, though. when I, I split it up into two sections. I listened to the first half of the book, and it was tough. Yeah. It was just tough. It's and, and I'll say this about it. No offense to anyone. I don't know if you can say that. That's what you usually say right before you say something offensive, of right? No offense to anyone. Um, <clears throat> it's, not, it's not a great book. It is a great story. Yeah. But it's just not written. It's not written. It's not written by Shakespeare. Yeah. Right. It's not eloquently written. It's not like Harvey Firestein has written, I mean, dozens and dozens Tony, and dozens. Uh, Tony of, Award-winning plays. Yeah, yeah. So he can string together some lines. Aaron Sorkin was not a ghostwriter on this. No. No. It's definitely written as somebody who doesn't write novels. Right. So it's it's very repetitive. But it is, yes. And, and it is, it is um, there's certain phrases. Uh, there's this one episode of Family Guy. Where Peter goes to the movies and he cheers every time somebody says the name of the movie in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I started doing this when she said the woman in me, the woman in me. And when she got to like the 900th time, she'd be like, and I was like, this is the woman in me. And I was like, yay. <laughs> I feel like if you, if you take out every time I'm a good, I'm a good person. Yeah. Um, the woman in me. Yeah. And they Freedom. took, and they took my womanhood. Yeah. If you take those three phrases out. You could get through this book in about two an hour. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. She yeah, she's not a, a writer, and but we it, recognize that. But it, it is a very powerful story. Right. But it, the first half of the book is really just the lead up to the really the really yes. bad stuff that happened. So it was that lead up thing, and I was just like, so I was falling asleep, and it was just like, ugh, can't do this. Um, and then I was I was talking to some people, and I was like, yeah, we're covering another podcast, and. I was like, it's just tough to get through. And then I, when I picked it up again, it was, it was so, it changed my mind about everything about Brittany. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's crazy. But, so I don't know if you want to just take us, like, what's something about it that struck you? And then I'll talk about something that was, that, that was interesting to me. And I mean, the most striking thing, and um, like I said, and we talked about this earlier, I think that... Some of the things in this book are going to be more shocking to people who aren't as familiar with her story. Um, like a lot of the conservative ship stuff. Um, if you were one of those people who were following it along as it was happening, when you read that, you think, oh, this was worse than I thought it was, but this sucked. Well, if you don't know what's things. going on, then it's like, holy shit, how, was th how did this even happen? Yeah, and and you know I was I was about to say well let's talk about things pre conservatorship and then we'll talk about things during mm -hmm. and post but honestly I don't know where that falls in the timeline yeah because um, she was under a conservatorship for so long thirteen years thirteen years it's crazy and um, so and I don't want because I know this is the part of her life a lot of people latch onto um, but um, between the um, the the pop star Britney and then the downward spiral of Britney right in the middle the um we'll call it the Jesus moment the before the BC and the AD 
um, is the head shave moment. Is the moment where um, she sh went to a barbershop or a beauty salon. She shaved her head. And people were like, she's lost it. She shaved all her head off. That's crazy. A girl shaving her head. And uh, yeah, so that's the point in the book where it goes to everybody thought that she had lost her mind. Um, that's around the time her uh, second husband, Kevin Fenley, I wrote this down. She is absolutely the Ross Geller of the musical. <laughs> Three marriages, one a drunken escapade in Vegas, um, an adorable, two adorable children, and um, just this obsession to need love in her life and not being able to get it. Yeah, you know, I mean, and I would say that is that is the crime. That is the that is the horrible crime she committed. Mm -hmm. The justification for everything that her family did to her is that she was codependent mm -hmm. and had terrible anxiety and mm -hmm. because of those two things they they completely destroyed her i just i can't even her family but i just want to i want to talk about because you brought up the haircut thing yes um you know so i am one of those people who just watched britney from afar i didn't i wasn't into her life her story or any of that i didn't listen to her music and so when the news is reporting or I won't call it news. We'll say, because it's not really the news. Gossip. The gossip shows are, are saying Britney shaved her head and, and attacked a guy with an umbrella. She's lost her mind. Then you just assume that she's lost her mind. But then you read this book and she tells you the story, what happened that day. And so she, I don't, I don't, I didn't catch it. I mean, I was listening to it really fast. So I may have lost some things. So I didn't really catch like why Kevin Federline took the kids away from her. Um, but she wasn't, he had the kids and she, he would not let her see the kids. Yeah. And she, I mean, I don't know this for certain because she doesn't say this in the book. In fact, she goes out of her way to defend Kevin Federline and doesn't like the fact how people attacked him for being uh, talentless and putting out a shitty album and being a horrible human being. People do it all the time. What they say, I'm not saying K-Fed is that way. I'm saying I, if somebody said, listen to K-Fed's rap album or let me punch you in the face, I would let them punch me in the face. But that doesn't speak to him as a father. Um, however, in the book, she does go into how he was an absentee husband and an absentee father getting high and partying to make his rap album. Um, but um, yeah, so he, he kind of latched on. I think he was trying to do it because he's like, hey, listen, you... The press has has painted you as this person in a downward spiral. I'm going to use this as an opportunity to get some money. So I'm going to take the kids. I'm going to make you pay me child support. I'm going to make you pay me alimony. And I'm going to... There was one part he wanted a divorce. And he had his lawyer go to Brittany and say, if you don't file divorce for divorce, Kevin says he's going to. And she says, she goes, I was stupid in a lot of things. And I went ahead and filed for divorce because I didn't want him to look bad. And it, they painted her as right. this woman who was breaking up her family because she wanted to go party. And he used that to keep the kids and to make her pay him child support. But this this was before the divorce. He just had the kids and wouldn't let her see them, right? That was after she had filed for divorce. This, the head shaving file, thing? Oh, no, no, no. That was um, after the... Yeah, so she... He said, I want to file for divorce if you don't. She filed for divorce... Then he's they the court said they had um both uh were contesting for for um 
child support to, to take the children. He had the kids and he wouldn't let her come get the kids. This is the point where I'm like, why didn't you call the cops and say, listen, court order says I'm allowed to see my children. He's not letting me see my kids. But she didn't want to paint him as this villain. So she went over along with a lot of it. So they went over, her and her cousin went over to the, the house. Um, and she had moved out of the house because she filed for divorce. So she was the one who initiated it. So she's the one who left the house. And she moved into this house in Beverly Hills. They go there. She begged to see the kids. He wouldn't let her see them. So they went to, um, oh no, this was before, that was after the head shape. So she went and shaved her head. Well, so, so she was, so she's just distraught, right? Because she wanted mm -hmm. to see her kids and she hasn't been allowed to see them in a while. And so she goes there and then paparazzi are all around. And that's the other, that's the other thing to keep in mind here. And I don't want to hear this bullshit about how, um, it's the deal that you make when you're a celebrity. No, you, they don't have to be there to film every moment of your life. And we all know that paparazzi screen things at people to make them react a certain way to get a photo. It's their love that it's how they make their money, but it's not, it is, yeah. it is not the celebrity's fault that this goes on. Now, some of them invite it and that's okay. That's their decision. But so she goes there and she's, she's humiliated in front of all of these people. because She wants to see her kids. She can't, there's photos of the whole thing. And she just, she I don't know. I don't know if it's, I won't say it's, I don't want to say that she snapped or that she cracked or anything like that. She just made a decision to say, and I, F you and all of that. I just want to say that I think every gay man can identify with this, that you just feel like your life is just so chaotic and all over the place. And the only thing that you have control over is doing something with your hair. <laughs> so you either bleach it or you shave it. Yeah, but this, I mean, she she definitely was, there was a statement here, right? And so I'm going to read what she wrote in her mm -hmm. book about it, because this is why she shaved her head. It's not because she cracked. It's not because she was crazy. It's because shaving my head was my way of saying to the world, fuck you. Sorry, Jeremy's mom. Let's say that a couple of times here. Just quoting Brittany. You want me to be pretty for you? Fuck you. You want me to be your dream girl? Fuck you. I'd been the good girl for years. I'd smile politely while TV show hosts leered at my breast while American parents said I was destroying their children for wearing a crop top while executives patted my hand condescendingly and second-guessed my career choices, even though I sold millions of records, while my family acted like I was evil and I was tired of it. So, you know, good for you. Yeah. You know, I wish that she had a, a platform or an opportunity or the courage to say that back then because... Everyone around her was getting rich, and everyone around her was allowed to do whatever they wanted, but she couldn't. She wasn't allowed to, because everybody wanted her to be beautiful Britney Spears, who sang fantastically and made them all money. And when she shaved her head, they all were like, she's destroying our income. We have to get her. Yeah. She mentioned several times after she shaved her head, her mother wouldn't even look at her. Yeah. Because she thought she looked ugly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's... a. And that goes that back to the beginning. Um, she was born and raised in Louisiana. Um, she was what was it that she did by nine? I wrote this down. It was it blew my mind that she was drinking. Um, she was waiting tables by nine years old. Yeah. Um, a nine year old. Could you imagine being at a restaurant and a nine year old comes over and they can't take your order? Crazy. Thirteen. She was already smoking and drinking with her mom. Um, driving cars. Um. This is the thing when people are like, you know, mm, gay same-sex couples shouldn't be able to have kids because they'll they'll corrupt them. 
Um, I think straight people are doing a fine job destroying children's lives. They don't need same-sex couples to do it. Um, this is the epitome of, and I grew up in the South, so I've seen this quite a bit. Uh, this is the epitome of white trash. Um, she was raised by white trash parents. Um, she even mentions in there, um, people, kids liked coming over to their house because they had the cool parents. They had the parents who didn't care what you did or looked the other way and had fun with you. There are also the parents who sleep with, with the uh, 13 year olds. Happens. And uh, those are the kind of parents who do it. But, you know, straight people can have kids all they want. You know, you bring that up. I just want to mention, too. One of the other things I wrote down was um, I remember a lot of these things from the news, even though I wasn't, like, really following it that well. But I do remember when she um, when she got married in Vegas. Yes. And she married that guy. And it was a joke. And she yeah, mentions it was a, that it was a joke. And um, it was during during that time, there was a lot of talk about about marriage equality and that we couldn't get married. But there were game shows on TV where oh, yeah. you would marry somebody you've never seen, and then she could get married for 55 hours in Vegas, and we couldn't get married for the rest of our lives to someone that yeah. we So anyway. Welcome to America. Um, yeah, my favorite line in the book, uh, I wrote a couple down, but my favorite line in the book is uh, towards the end. And she said, I made peace with my family in that I decided I never wanted to see my family again, and I made peace with that. Yeah, like, good for you. I, even though there, that's what's one of the things that I'm I'm very firm about is um, just because they're family does not mean that you owe them anything. If it's a toxic relationship, cut them out. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, if they're not good for you, just because you're blood doesn't mean you owe them all that toxic uh, uh, ammunition. I feel that as queer people that we get a we are we are forced into an understanding of that. Like we. <laughs> Because we have so much chosen family that mm -hmm. we get that it's okay to, to choose your family and have chosen family if you're rejected by your family. Um, so a lot has been made about this book, particularly the focus on Justin Timberlake, um, who um, they dated. Um, he cheated on her several times, and in turn, she cheated on him. In the book, she says uh, her cheating, she made out with a backup dancer. Um but I have read other accounts that say that it was more than that. But in the book, she says all they did was make out. Um, but uh, the other thing that people were focused on, which this part as I was reading this, I was like, I'm, I'm trying to be very unbiased, but fuck you, JT. Um, he, she got pregnant. He said, we're not ready to be parents. You need to have an abortion. She didn't want to have the abortion, but he forced her to. She doesn't go into great detail about what she did to have the abortion she says that jt was like we're not going to a doctor we got to keep this hush hush she didn't even tell her parents or her family um i'm assuming it was like a plan b type thing because I think so. um she talks about being in great pain and being at the toilet um throwing up and he didn't know how to console her so he went and got his guitar and sung for her and i was like fuck you he reminds me, or at least, and I will say this is solely based on the book, based on the book, JT, he reminds me of one of those Dave Matthews band-loving douchebags on a college campus playing his guitar into the tree, wooing all the women, and, you know, talking about how, I love you for your soul, and then telling all his friends how he hit that at the last frat party. Yeah, and then blames her. Yeah. And then builds a career off of that. I mean, and it has the nerve. Um, to, and nothing against his wife, but his, since the book has come out, 
she has basically gone on social media and she's like, mm, we need to understand that, that was many years ago and he's a different person now. It's like, I'm sorry, Jessica Biel. Sit the fuck down. You're yeah, not involved in this. It was many years ago, yeah. yes. But and, we're all just learning now. Right. And, and, and so what we need to see is a little bit of remorse and yeah. a little bit of not some comeuppance, but like you need to you need to acknowledge it, acknowledge that it was true and say, I regret those decisions. I'm a different person. Mm -hmm. That's what you do. You own your mistakes. And maybe if he was forced into AA meetings like she was, yeah, then then, you know, he you might know have what, an you know understanding. What the proper punishment is? I want him to drink. What is that thing? Um, Epicat where you drink, it makes you throw up. I want him to drink a whole bottle of that. And then while she'll he's sit throwing, there and say, I want her to strum on the guitar while he's throwing up, singing some of her greatest hits. And then I want him to rip his top off and expose his nipples like he did to Janet Jackson. <laughs> yeah, there's like a lot of things like in the, you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes things about him yeah. that seem a little icky. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I was, I was sort of read this part about, um, you know, what she said about that, because this just sums up everything about you know, the about Britney Spears, to me, in a way. When Justin cheated on me and then acted sexy, it was seen as cute. But when I wore a, spark, a sparkly bodysuit, I had Di Diane Sawyer making me cry on national television, MTV making me listen to people criticizing my costumes, and a governor's wife saying she wanted to shoot me. Like, why did everything she... Every time. Because she yeah. didn't fit the mold people wanted her to be in. They just shit on her every step of the way. Um, now I want to say the book ends, um, and for those who followed along in the uh, in the media uh, when it was going on, it ends with her uh, getting rid of the conservative shit, uh, basically exposing the what pieces of shit her parents are to the world, um, just horrible people. Um, also, and and she's uh, she's currently going through a divorce with her third husband um but um apparently there's it's an amicable split they're still very friendly with each other fourth time's the charm um but uh for those who don't know um she was married um to um sam asgahari asgahari i think is how you say his name his his first name is uh hassam um but they called him sam if you haven't googled him and looked at some of his images that is one attractive man. <laughs> um, he is, uh, Britney Spears is about, I think, 13 years older than him or something like that. She's uh, she's an older woman. He, she, I think she's 41 or 42 now, and he just turned 29. So do the math. I'm not good at math, but that's more than 10 years. Um, but, um, I mean, she, she still looks hot, so, you know, good for her. Yeah. Um, but good God. Good God, that man is gorgeous. Well, she deserves something good out of yeah. life. You know, yeah. and, and so she... Kayla just and looked she, him up, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 very good. Luck. And she, I mean, listen, you know, through every the worst of it, the what I think the worst of anything I read in this book was the the three months that she spent in a in a mental institution oh my God. that her family put her in there because she wouldn't go back on tour. They put her in a mental institution. Yeah, um, and much the like what happened to her grandmother because she was taking um, uh, workout supplements, and they were like, "Oh no, you can't take those." She goes, "They're over the counter." And they're like, no, no, you're an addict, so you can't be on that stuff. And that's why they locked her. Yeah, up. like she for two years she ate nothing but chicken and vegetables because her dad said she was too fat 
canned um, vegetables. Canned vegetables. Not even good vegetables. Right. Chicken and canned and vegetables. And then she's, she goes into this place where they, they just load her up on lithium. She's just kind of going around. And they're just living off the money. Yeah. They're going off to all the homes that she bought and having a great time. And she's in there in this place dying creatively. Um, I, I cannot believe I wrote this down. I cannot believe she didn't attempt to take her, yeah. her life. It was just... I can't believe it. Like, what strength? I don't even know where she got it from because no one her taught kids. her strength. So it had to be that, right? And then it was, she talks a lot well, about I mean, her faith, ta- yeah, too. She talks a lot about um, how she found her faith again and how she she goes, oh, God, I wish I wrote this down. There is nothing, there is nothing scarier than a woman with her faith praying or something like that. I don't oh, know. yeah. It's in the book. Yeah, the, um, yeah I know book. what you mean. Um, but, you know, and I think that she got a lot of it, too. And I know that I may be biased in this. But there is something, even though she was forced to go there, I think for for odd reasons, according to this book. Um, but when she was in AA meetings, she gathered strength from the other women in that in that group, yeah. hearing their stories, and they gave her that strength. And they're even the ones that showed her that there was this free Britney movement starting. And that's something that amazes me too. Shout out to her fans. Yeah. You are the ones that saved her life. Oh my god. Particularly her gay fans. So yes. I'm reading this book, and she meant I think once or twice she mentioned gays. Like she mentioned, you know, something about going to a gay bar, and then a gay dancer. And I was like, you know, she's a gay icon, but she doesn't mention the gays. And then like in the last page, she's like, oh, by the way, um, shout out to my gay fans who stood by me. And she talked about how she went to a gay bar, and they had a Britney uh, a Spears drag, drag contest. Yeah. And she watched a bunch of dra- drag queens do Britney Spears songs. Um, so, yeah, the last page, she's just like, oh, by the way, love you gays. Yeah, she definitely, she goes in and she goes, let yeah. me address my gay fans. And she yes. talks about the unconditional it, love. that. Her- it reminded me of the end of a Jerry Springer episode. Um, and he's like, final thoughts. The gays. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. Um, I do want to just point out what that uh, I write these lines down that I really like because I think it gives insight to her. But she, I didn't realize that she was up for a role in Chicago. The, yeah. the movie, I don't oh know who God, she would have yes. played. The, there's a, you could do an entire book on the movie roles right. that she could have gotten. But she was going to, so so Chicago, she turned the role down. And then she regrets, because she didn't like being in movies. She didn't like the pressure of it. Yeah. She like, um, she did Crossroads, and it was not a good experience. Yeah, it wasn't a good experience. Yeah. It was a, she was in a dark place, because she she's like that kid from... Um, um, the other two. She's yeah. a, she becomes method. She yeah. lives the life of the person. and She, she feels just, like she has to embody that right. character and to she be able to play. But she says, I shouldn't have turned it down. And then she goes, I would have gotten to play a villain who kills a man and sings and dances while doing it too. Oh, <laughs> Roxy Hart. I mean, yeah. probably Roxy. Yeah, or any of the the, the other... Yeah. What is it? I, I, I want to say Lipschitz girls. Um, but the, six. The, 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 the cell... Yeah, cell block tango. Uh, you know what? Because in the movie version, Ashanti plays one of the girls. I bet that probably was the Britney role. And she um, she was second in line yeah. for the notebook. Yeah. If Rachel McAdams didn't do the notebook, it would have been it, Ryan Gosling and Britney Spears. Yeah, it would have been a reunion. It would have been Mickey a Mickey Plus. Mouse Club reunion. Uh, um, but she also talked about, and I'm going to do some research. I'm going to find this. But she talked about a role when she was kind of in the midst of her downward spiral that a director reached out and had this role. He said, it's perfect for you. It's a very dark character who's in a very bad place. And she didn't want to take the role because of the headspace she was already in. And my first thought was um, Darren Aronofsky probably called her for Black Swan, but she was talking more 2007 
And that was, I think, 2011, 2012. So that might have been a little too late. Um, or the time might have been a little too early. Um, but I'm going to research and find out what character she's talking about or what role she's talking about. Because uh, yeah, I want to find out what dark character she could have possibly done. Can you believe that Justin Timberlake broke up with her via text message? No. Oh, oh my god. I can't believe I didn't mention this part. Fuck the text message. You know what part I had to put, I had to stop it, and I had to, literally I paced around the house. When he later came to her with a breakup letter, and he framed it. He brought his framed breakup letter, and he said, your girl, here you go. And I was like, you are such a douchebag. <laughs> She's he like, I still have it under my bed somewhere. And I was like, girl. He does not come out. No, he does good. not come out here looking good. You know the cringiest thing was to me in this book? What? When her father told her, I'm Britney Spears now. That was cringy. That was so cringy, but it would have been even more cringy if she's like, what do I do? And he's like, I'm Britney bitch now. Oh. <laughs> um, I yeah, just can't believe just, what they did to her. Her whole family just yeah. living it up and like, just, you know, and then even the way they got her into the conservatorship, like, I just, I, it's so icky. You yeah. know, I, 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 I don't know their sign. I'm just re I'm just going off of this book here. Um, but it, I can't imagine what their side is unless she's yeah. completely lying and she was a now, danger did, to herself and the kids yeah, and all of that. I did read that she is rebuilding her relationship with her brother, that her brother is different than the rest of the family and yeah. that he was separated from the, from the rest. He's of not them. in the book that much. No, no, but that they have a really good relationship. And, and that I don't he think was she's a, ever going to talk to her parents or Jamie Lynn again. I, I, I can see why. Yeah. It's not like anything was done for her benefit. No. At any point, they could have gone. She's a cash cow for it. Right. And, and at any, they, they, he kept saying to her, oh, the judge, this, the judge. You have, I can't believe, like, no one told her that she could get her own lawyer. Yeah. And, like, every decision she made, what time she went to the bathroom, everything she did was was his yeah. choice. I don't understand. And, I mean, maybe she does, doesn't want to dig it all back up, but... I'm a very vindictive kind of bitch. So I I would look for every way to possibly sue everyone involved because this cannot be legal the way this situation is. It can't be. Can, I would think, be. like, there's is, is, is can there be some sort of investigation on it? Seriously. Like, and if this is legal, why is it legal? It makes me want to les miserables the whole situation and just storm the California Capitol and say, do you hear the people sing? Is Britney your, the song Britney of is your French loaf of bread? No, Brittany is my, um, who was Anne Hathaway? What character did she play? She's oh, my, um, Fontaine. She is my Fontaine. <laughs> <laughs> I will watch your children and I will defend you. I clearly, like this book changed my entire perspective uh, uh, on this situation. And I, I imagine that Ryan respect. is listening to this episode and he is so ecstatic right now. Yeah, don't, get, like, yeah. don't get too excited. I'm not going to run out and buy an album and listen uh, to the music. Yeah, listen to the Praise Britney. But yeah, I definitely I, I definitely have a, a newfound respect for yeah. for the strength that she developed to, oh, to yeah. make it out of all of this. Now there are a couple of things. If she is out of all um, there is absolutely. the knife. Dance. They have Well that because she was um and this was a, one of those things where because her voice right now is like her social media is how she gets her yeah. does what she does. Um the knife dance was a reinterpretation of Shakira's knife dance. Oh, okay. Shakira, during her concert, does a knife dance. Apparently, she was recreating that, and people said, Shakira with knives? Hot. Britney with knives? No! Get her back in rehab! 
See, that goes to the whole, and I, I mentioned this to you earlier, and I wanted to, to say this here. Like, I I was, uh, there's, I call it this, like, PR machine. Yeah. There's a PR machine that tells us what to think about uh, about people. And the PR machine told us that Britney was a, was a crazy whore. And that PR machine worked. And so if Britney's posting a video where she's dancing with knives, immediately everyone's going to think, well, of course she is, because she's a crazy whore. Yeah. And not that she's doing this thing. And, and you know, I got to tell you, like, it was effective. Her whole life, that PR machine was very effective. Mm-hmm. And they just painted her. You know, like, um, it, it, Hillary Clinton is also a victim of this PR oh, machine. Yeah. And I just Most feel like... Most women are a right. victim of this PR machine. Why? Why? Why are... I don't know. Yeah. Um, there are... Because I am a pop culture fiend. Um, there were many celebrity name drops in this. Um, I will give you the positive name drops and some of the negative name drops. Some of the positive. Mariah Carey comes out looking pretty good. Oh, yeah. Uh, gave her a, guy, a good night, a nice moment. Jennifer Lopez. Um, she's very nice about Jennifer Lopez, about how she uh, handles fame and carries herself very well. Um, one of the first celebrities that Britney Spears met before they were famous, Natalie Portman. They oh, were yeah. on an off-Broadway show together. Um, the amount of famous people who were on the new Mickey Mouse Club, not only Britney, not only Christina, JT, but um, the actually talented one from Insane, JC. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know we give JT a lot of crap. I like some of JT's song, and I will begrudgingly admit that I jammed out to Cry Me a River quite a few times. Um, oh, that song. And now I know what it means. Yeah, mm. I won't ever listen to it again. You know, my favorite thing that he does is the SNL skit with it's the Barry Gibb talk show. And he does it. Oh, Allen. yeah. Have you seen the one? And this has been since the book has been making its rounds on TikTok um, is him on the boat um, coming to Ellis Island where it's his, his long lost immigrant. And they're talking about what they hope for their children. And he's talking about, oh, my son, when he when or my great great grandson, when he grows up. He's going to bring sexy back. And they're like, well, what happened to sexy? Like, don't worry about it, but he'll bring it back. And then he's like, and then he will, um, he will date a pop princess and he'll totally hit that. And I was like, you son of a bitch. Ew. Yeah. It's, I didn't, I don't remember watching this back when SNL was on, but watching it, it's like, that's super cringe. It's like, he's talking about hitting that. And he's like, yeah, she'll say that she's, you know, a virgin, but he totally hit that. And it's like, what is wrong with you? Anyway, so he does not come out looking well in this. Um, Kevin Federline, even though she tries to defend him, still comes across looking terribly in it. Yeah. Um, Sarah Silverman. Ooh, she did not like what Sarah no. Silverman had to say. About um, Sarah Silverman, um, she was presenting an award at, I think it was the VMAs or one of those music awards Sarah Silverman was hosting. And they did a bit uh, about Kevin Federline. And Sarah Silverman came out, and uh, I forget the, how she said it, but she basically talked shit about Britain's kids. And it's like, listen, come on. You never go for the kids. Leave them alone. Um, and I love Sarah Silverman, but over the line. Yeah. And um, Who knew that Chris Crocker was right all this time? Right? Oh, my God. How familiar are you what's happened to him since then? We need to I, read his memoir. There. There. Oh, really? That's what oh. I was just told today. Oh, I wasn't. I'm not that far up on that. I think he's um, he's fully transitioned, and they, and they, I just did it. <laughs> anyway, they, they did porn for a little bit. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but 
the Britney, the Lee Britney alone, Chris Crocker, um, went through a, what do the kids call it? A glow up phase? Yeah, he glowed up. And, is he spitting Riz? Oh my God, there is so much Riz going on. Um, no cap. No cap. <laughs> 100. No condom in some of the I don't videos. Know. <laughs> um, um, but no, he's, I mean, I haven't seen him lately, but he was, he went through a phase there where he was. <laughs> Anyway, check some of the vids out. Yo. Yeah, don't look them up right now. This is not a work event. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, the book um, sold like 1.1 million or 1.2 million copies in its first week. It's a huge hit. No, everybody's talking about it. I hope people like 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 absorb it and don't just like hate yeah. read it. You know, absolutely. And uh, if by chance. Britney Spears is a listener of Why and Why Not. And you're listening right now. Um, come on the show. Come on the show. and or We don't least, have guests, but you'll no, be our first. Um, give Ryan a shout out. Because of everyone I know, and like I said, I'm a fan of Britney, but I am not like Ryan level fan of Britney. He is obsessed with you since he uh, since he was a young husky child. <laughs> Bottle of wine Jeremy just got here. <laughs> Uh, but he loves you, so reach out. Just give him a, give him a, give him something, a few seconds to use on his uh, outgoing voicemail. Say it's Britney, bitch. <laughs> Leave a message for Ryan. Beep. <laughs> so um, yeah, there's no Rotten Tomatoes on a book, no. but thumbs up from us. Yeah, give it a read. It's really give it great. a read. And if you're not somebody who reads books, I definitely highly suggest you do the audio version. Um, I love Michelle Williams. And there is a particular scene where Brittany recounts JT meeting Genuine, where, um, where Michelle Williams gives an excellent reading. <laughs> Fantastic. So next week, um, we're yes. going to try to do this thing. We're going to try to tell you what we're going to talk about next week. So then we have a chance to watch, watch it. Or read. So we don't spoil or it. Or listen. And uh, that way you can kind of, uh, when we say something wrong, you can go to WWN at watermarkonline.com and say, hey, that's not what happened. Um, but next week we are going to be watching Rustin, yes. which is a new movie on Netflix about um, Rustin is an openly gay. Um, uh, he was one of the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, organizers of the March on Washington, uh, Martin Luther King's March on Washington, where he gave his famous "I Have a Dream" speech. And we're also going to watch. I know it's past I know Halloween. What, I don't know what it's called. Rustin. No, the other one. Oh. It's called... I think it's called The Queer Ghost Hunter. Kristen Stewart's Crazy Halloween Hawk. Uh, <laughs> no, it's... Um, there is a show on, on Hulu. Kristen Stewart um, is uh, one of the executive producers, and I think she's the host of it. Like, she introduces each episode, but I haven't watched it, so to take that with a grain of salt. Uh, but she, it's a reality show of queer ghost hunters, and they go looking for spirits. I know we're past Halloween, but you know what? It's the holiday season. And um, there's three ghosts in Christmas Carol. Yeah. And there's ghosts in The Nightmare Before Christmas. So ghosts and Christmas go hand in hand. Yeah. So we're going to review that. And it's our um, podcast. We'll review what we yeah, want. Yeah. You don't so, like it? Email me. You know what? We're going to look at um, uh, Hamilton for 4th of July next week. Because, damn it, it's our show. No, just kidding. <laughs> don't watch Hamilton. I mean, watch Hamilton. I mean, Jonathan Groff is in it, so we could cover it. <gasps> Ooh. 
He's in a new show, uh, a new um, Broadway show with Daniel Radcliffe, yep. and they've been out promoting and it. And I don't know the actress's name. I don't remember her name, but she was in a show that I watched um, about a judge. Um, Judging Amy. All Rise. All Rise. And she was a clerk. She was, like a, she was a stenographer. People's for, Court. Or, and then she became a clerk, I think. Anyway, she's great. And the three of them are in that. And I don't really, I'm not a big fan of Sondheim, but I would love to go there and see it. Yeah. Watching really them do the press for it, the three of them, are just, the, the chemistry is amazing. Yeah. Um, so uh, maybe we'll review that if they if they put it on film or we go to New York. Yeah. Uh, but until then, check out what we're going to watch and uh, we'll talk about it next week. And until then, the cork is back in the bottle. <laughs>